0: If you thought that Jay Gatsby threw the best parties in town, you are in for a rude F awakening. An
1: awakening or a wild ride? Oh, oh, fair.
0: Like a spiritual awakening on a wild ride down PCH right up to these unattainably huge homes that are $10,000 a night in Airbnb. Maybe you'll even see Megan and Harry's castle up there because listen, no one does it more insanely wild than our favorite ratchet ass peeps in H. Wood. Tinseltown, baby. After the show,
1: it's the after party. And today, oh, do you like my singing? Oh, it's gorgeous. Thank like, you. Like, where
0: is Simon Cowell when you need him? Thank you.
1: No, Of course. You know, it's, it's bleak times. It's bleak times out there. We're not going to lie to you. But we're going to go back to a much simpler time. And Emily's right. No one does extra like Hollywood. Name one person, guys. I'll give you 30 seconds. Just kidding. I'll give you three.
0: two one. No one is more extra than Hollywood. Okay. If you thought that the best party in town was your three person hangout outside your house, bring your own mask, sit six feet apart, stare into each other's eyes, try to have a great ass time with just you three, then you know what? There are better days ahead, there were better days before, and we're going to take it back to a little time when life didn't absolutely suck ball sacks.
1: I know a good ass party when I see one. If you went to college and you're reminiscing on the good old Kegstand days or my fellow Penn Staters or Penn State alum a good day long, guess what? Those are child's play compared to the experience we're about to take you folks into. You have
0: no idea what you're in for. And we just thought it would be a fun little experience to take you back down memory lane for me and Taylor to dive deep into our favorite Hollywood parties to take you out of the bubble of oblivion and depression that you (laughs) are currently living in. And we're going to take it back and make life a little bit more fun for you. So
1: listen, put down the Vladdy, put down the Dubra, Put a pause on your fifth and a friend party and pick up a little bit of bubbly. I mean, you guys deserve it. It's been fucking hell. So get your tux, get your dress that you're going to return at Nordstrom two days later.
0: Let's get this party started. So when me and Taylor were talking about what parties we wanted to take you guys into, like we have stories that will knock your socks off into another dimension. So we are barely scratching the surface today, but we are giving you a little taste of what it's like to be on the front lines, to rub shoulders with Leo, to, you know, shake hands with Rose McGowan. Like we are giving it all to you. You better buckle the fuck up because these stories are fucking ratchet. You know, like that
1: really trippy acid induced Boat ride and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So that's what this is going to be like. Strap on, psychedelic, groovy, let's get it in.
0: When you started off talking about a psychedelic boat ride, <laughs> I won't lie. My two thoughts were immediately Pirates of the Caribbean at uh-huh. Disneyland and Jurassic Park at Universal Studios. So I don't know oh. what that says about me, but let's dive the fuck in. I thought you were going to be like our current reality, like me stepping outside the house. No, literally. I kind of want to
1: talk about this crazy ass after party i went to for this show that no one like has ever heard of and the after party was so outrageous wait what show okay it's a show called i don't even know if it's still on i don't even know if the people on it know it's called claws is that like
0: a prequel to jaws it's on tnt is it about like nail salons like, yes no stop when those were a thing no it's not yes. like about like bright orange acrylics it stars
1: niecy nash Carucci's in it i covered the red carpet for this premiere you guys this is like is a little, a little preview of how like we are treated like peasants. There was a Getty photographer took a photo of me with Niecy Nash. I'm on the red carpet there doing my job, interviewing her. Do you know what it was captioned? Nisi Nash and a fan pose at the it. premiere of Claws. Fuck me for that's, trying.
0: No, that's like these event reps. Like, first of all, you go to these parties, there are sponsored alcohol brands at every corner. There are tuna tartars brought in from Michelin Star restaurants at every corner you turn. But if they find out that you are not a party goer and you are a member of the press, <laughs> let me tell you, there is immediately somebody busting out of the curtains, pumping your stomach, making sure that Kettle One vodka goes back in the flask, out of your stomach, and ready into Karuchi's hands because listen we will not waste a drop of precious liquor on your peasant press ass and this is a little trick of the trade so if you guys ever find
1: yourselves in Tinseltown at one of these extra parties Emily am I wrong The place where you must, you can and you will post up at every single after party is the door to the back kitchen where the waiters come out with the past food. So that way you can be the first person to grab it before these vultures get their hands on it, which is pretty shocking because I feel like people in L.A. like are afraid of food and don't eat. You'd be surprised, you guys. Those sliders are like really tempting. That's always my strategy right by the door. Don't waste no time waiters there you get your hands on you know before they get their mealy little hands on those sliders you're the first one
0: I mean listen guys we won't pretend like it's not great to wear a size two dress obviously there are bath bags in every single bathroom (laughs) like hello we got to maintain our figures somehow we're not like size sixes out here okay guys okay no but like I love the feeling of judgment when a waiter sees you and they know you're gonna go in for that extra pot sticker and they swerve your ass like you are the bubonic plague like you are the Wuhan bat and They go straight to anybody else. They avoid icon because they're like, if this bitch gets one more chicken tender out of my platter, I swear to God, I will commit suicide. You
1: have to flirt. You have to make Uh it seem like you are going to give them the best, most mind blowing blowjob that they've ever received because. You are hogging all of the dumplings. They take it so personally, you're right, and they just, like, aren't here for your shit. It is their pride and joy to pass around these fried wontons to the masses, to the people, and you have to really stake your claim. I feel like if you guys have seen that recent episode of Curb with Larry David, how he, like, tracks down the girl passing the hors d'oeuvres, that is me. I am him, receding hairline and all.
0: These people also hate you because, listen, they are not passing out macaroni and cheese fried little balls because it's their favorite thing to do. They're doing it because they're like, you know what? I'm going to be on N- TNT Clause Part 2. I'm going to get that acting deal tomorrow. If I just pass out one more chicken satay with peanut sauce, this is my in. Everybody in that party has a vendetta. Everybody in that party is there for a reason. You better stake your claim in the kitchen. You better get your hands ready. You better 100. get your claws prepared because that is the deal. The waitstaff, to
1: Emily's point, are all Abercrombie Calvin Klein models who just literally walked out of your fucking magazine. They are there to be seen. They are there to be heard. This is their shining fucking moment. So don't think you're going to stall them and steal all the sliders. They're trying to get over to Steven Spielberg and wine and dine his ass to get their next big roll guys
0: there are auditions you guys if you think that you can just come to a catering company if you work for like brent's deli and you can just like slide your way on into erica jane's two-faced makeup release party you are wrong you have another thing coming these are literally the rejects of the victoria's secret catalog who are coming out here who literally will make you feel like trash if you want another slider because they're eight packs Literally would never, could never. If there is not a vegan patty in sight, they are not at the party. So listen, the food's incredible, The waitstaff's hot. We're not going to deny it. Let's get into like the decor because this yeah. is interesting. We actually touched on the Kardashians parties and how extravagant they are. And we guesstimated they were about like two hundred thousand I had a friend who is a listener shout out to Kelly she actually works for a really big celebrity event planning company and she told me oh no these parties are probably closer to a million than they are to a couple Oh, hundred thousand.
1: oh. and this goes to show you how far-fetched these people are willing to go they'll spend a buck for a no-name show like claws on Tell TNT us. it was so over the top so you have to take this is something else we can talk about the shuttle the infamous shuttle now in our earlier one of our early early episodes we chronicled the shuttle gate when i got my trigger word no when i got lost on a shuttle to the golden globes but the shuttle is an infamous thing because in beverly hills honey you can't just drive up like a fucking peasant to the mansion you're going to no Think again, you're getting your ass on a shuttle, not just any shuttle. I'm not talking about a school bus. I'm talking about like a slick black van. Emily, am I wrong?
0: If you think that they're giving you the address to this 24,000 square foot home no. so you can perform the bling ring part two out in the fall of 2021, you are wrong. You are not getting a sliver of where that house is located. You are going on this black SpaceX van. You are arriving at the party. You don't know where you started. You don't know how you got there. You don't know how much time has passed. But no. all of a sudden you were in a fortress straight out of Genovia and you've arrived. You're there to do your thing, but you really have no idea where the fuck you yeah it's a nice day it's sunny it's bright you get on this van and you're like i'm just taking an adventure next
1: thing you know it's pitch black it's 2 a.m you wind up on a cliff of beverly hills like the grinch's house in whoville and next thing you know you're at that mansion like in ariana grande's breakup with your girlfriend video that's where literally this party was and you're like holy fucking shit I thought I was, like, going to go visit my mom. Like, how the hell did I wind up here?
0: Nobody asks any questions. You're there with, no. like, some random producer from the Associated Press. You're there with a few no. publicists who are running late. And everybody just is sipping the Kool-Aid, sis. Sipping it. You don't ask questions.
1: No. No. You committed. If you end up, unwillingly part of a drug cartel, well, you know
0: what, hun? That's your problem. It happens. There are worse things. Say hi to Aaron Paul for me. Carry on.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Who's the sweetest man? We'll talk about him another time. Oh, my God. Triggered. The best. Get to the top of this Hollywood Hills mansion. Sprawling city views. Twinkling lights. You name it. You get out of the shuttle. Everything is lit up. With neon pink, purple, blue lights. It's this huge estate with like tall glass windows, a huge pool. I'm pretty sure there was like a DJ with a light up dance floor. As the aforementioned little segment there, past hors d'oeuvres. Drinks are fucking flowing. OK, you see a celebrity here. You see a celebrity there. It is the most over the top fucking crazy shit. I actually talked to Karuchi inside. She's like a tiny little gal. So cute. You know, like when you go to those bougie restaurants and you can see the uh, wait staff like cooking behind the thing and it makes you feel really like special. Like you're like, oh, look at them like cooking my food. Like you're part of the process. That's what it was like.
0: Can I just say, like, do you think that Victor Cruz was, like, invoiced for this event? Because no. how does TNT afford this sprawling estate in the middle of BH90210? Like, is this when Lori Laughlin put her house on the market and they just, like, got a quick little go-around before that shit was blasted onto Zillow? Like, I'm just confused who is... You know, cashing out for this stuff. I mean, a random show on TNT that you never knew existed. Karuchi probably has amnesia and couldn't remember it either. Like, what is going on here? And that's why I think it speaks to how over the top these people are. It's like, I never
1: even heard of this show. Next thing I know, I'm a cast member on top of a palm tree that has a disco ball on it and I'm just floating in space and I'm like how the fuck did I wind up here you know on this show we peel back and we humanize these celebs and this whole culture of Hollywood but I hate to break it to you guys this is how they're really not like us dude this is like what they're doing for a show no one's heard of imagine the shit they're doing for the huge fucking shows which and movies which we have those stories too and award shows oh my god it's fucking off the hooky but like I'm just saying
0: No, it's crazy. It's like, and this is so not out of the blue. And also you probably have experienced this at every single party you've been to since your conception in Hollywood, but there also is the famous rope the rope. If you think that you are going to like mm-hmm. wine and dine, take a shot of Casamigos with Karuchi, you've got another thing coming. It is you and the janitor doing vodka shots while Carucci and Nisi Nash, Nisi Nash, whatever, are like taking, f- I like can't say her <laughs> name nicey ever. Nash. Is it Nisi Nisi? What is it? No, I'm like serious. She is Nisi, so let's no. just call her that. <laughs> I don't know how to say her name. Every time I read it, it comes up differently in my head. No, they are at the sponsored photo booth. They are taking pictures for the spot, like for the venues, for everybody. So like all the vendors can get their photo of fucking Karuchi doing whatever the fuck she's doing. And you are sitting there like literally with the janitor, with the event manager, with the guy who's like cleaning the cocktail glasses doing your thing because there is a VIP section and there is a GA section at every single event. Whether there is a rope or whether it's an invisible rope, you better believe that if you cross the line, you are out of there, sis. You are back on the shuttle. You are back on Wilshire. You are done. You are gone. Sorry. You're back in Montana at home with mom. And let me tell you, there are moments that we have both had, Taylor, when you accidentally Cross that fucking ass rope and Oops. you end up on g lap on Alexander Skarsgård's head. There are moments oh, yeah. you end up, your cheek is pressed against Henry Winkler's lips because <laughs> by some weird kitchen entrance, by some mm-hmm. open door that shouldn't have been there, that somebody fucked up on, that those actors in the Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret catalog maybe had a shot of Kettle One before they brought you one. So you end up in VIP, honey. It's crazy. And it also makes me wonder who the fuck is at these
1: parties. Right? Because Emily is right. To paint the picture, the clause when I went to was packed, mobs with people trying to social climb, people with meaningless, shallow conversations, afloat everywhere you look. But who are all these people? Nicey Nash and Karuchi <laughs> are totally roped off with their little entourage in their own section. So, who the fuck are all these people at these events? And I was too busy stalking the slider tray. So I never made conversation with anyone. What the hell do I care? I'm trying to eat my slider and go the hell home. Who are all these Neanderthals at this? I need to know.
0: Well, Taylor, tell me a premiere you've been to where you haven't seen Corinne Olympios from The Bachelor where you haven't seen Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules there are a handful of people that always show up at these events because maybe their publicist is in bed with the production company Mm -hmm. maybe there's some weird backhand deal where they always need promo it is the most random thing but you better come equipped with your questions for the final rose you better come ready to ask about Lisa Vanderpump's newest dog you better be ready you better be armed because these random people are always there they are trying to Find space fillers, honey. It's not it's like so true. when I grew up, honestly, because I grew up in Los Angeles, I always wondered that these premieres, does everybody in Hollywood get an invite to every event? Like, I always wondered, how do you make these event lists so you don't exclude people, so you have the right people there? Like, it is probably a whole ass process because if totally. you just start shaking hands and talking to people, you'll find out that the most random clusterfuck of people are at that party, and you are wondering how all of a sudden you are in high school with Regina George and the plastics, and there are every random person you can ever imagine yeah. in the history of the world there are the cool asians there are the khaki pants girls everybody is Everyone. there and you're like where the fuck did you come from
1: you can tell when they feel so important like the very small amount of times that i have made small talk with some of these people these party goers if you will they'll be like oh, let me tell you my niece's first goldfish's owner's aunt's twice removed is the screenwriter on this movie and i'm like sir
0: did you make a wrong turn and wind up on the Willy Wonka bus up here? No, they're like, who do you know here, Taylor? A hundred. No, but the funny thing is, is like, and I think this has probably happened to everybody who's a reporter, but like my favorite thing is when you're talking to the most ambiguous person, you were talking to a French producer from a tiny town in Cannes. Yeah. Who literally is like, well if you ever want to interview me here is my cult like they hand, his name is Francois Capistrano like he, he you've never heard of this man he will pull up his IMDB page he is like number 670 thousand on the star meter okay and he is trying to tell you if you want the pleasure of interviewing him yeah. about his career for us weekly for playboy for people that he will be glad to make time to sit down with oh, you you go
1: on their IMDB and there's literal spider webs crawling onto your face so I'm really glad that you said capistrano because that's just a word I've been thinking about a lot today. I just like like how it rolls off the tongue. Capistrano. So thanks for that. What
0: is a capistrano?
1: I was thinking of it because when I was thinking about this episode and how we describe it, there's a line in and Dumber when he's like talking about Aspen and he's like, the flocks of Capistrano, like saying how glorious it is. And I was wondering that myself and I still can't tell you honestly what it means, but I just like how it sounds. No, I'm so glad to like be of service. To top off my Claws experience. Yes. And this is a very common thing. And we've benefited from this five sure, but the giveaways. The
0: gifts, honey. Oh, the gifts, honey. Refer back to our Oscars story, sweetheart, because these, whether you are getting a free mascara from some random beauty company you've heard of, or if you're getting a $250,000 gift bag, you're getting something. So at these events, you know,
1: Hollywood is all about scratch my back, scratch yours, that, 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 except it's really not, but whatever, we've addressed that before. They love schmoozing and giving away free shit. And look, you're probably thinking you're getting free shit. Why are you complaining? I'm actually really not. I just think it's like an interesting aspect of it, how it's like, let's give people free shit and then they'll be nice to us. Anyway, leaving the Claws premiere, we got gifted a really cool package. I'm not going to lie. It was like a collection of OPI nail polishes, a foot cream I still use and I'll use it on like guys when they piss me off, put it on their face, shit like that, a whole little pedicure situation. So this is something you didn't give away to a neighbor. Because don't you
0: usually give like your gifts away? Like at first me and Taylor are like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then you realize you accidentally have a gifting suite in your closet and it's got to go because you can't reach the pair of Uggs that you've had since middle school anymore. Emily, in our last episode, you exposed my Chrissy
1: Teigen cookbook possession. Now you're exposing that I give all my gifts
0: away to Emily. (laughs) You're like giving me death glares right now. Emily is like the P.I., that I never knew existed because guys usually I give away my shit to like random employees at my mom's office like AGT one time sent me a ukulele you better believe that Betty from optical now owns that the only thing I actually kept was this week when America's Got Talent got their shit together and sent us like some John and Vinny's package and Taylor watched while I ate 90% of the banana bread they gave and she ate 0.7% and then my cats ate the rest of it so listen usually the gifts are either fucking incredible or fucking worthless like the foot cream on Rob's face right now. If you guys have seen the movie Hereditary, (laughs) okay,
1: horrifying movie. I covered the premiere. I interviewed Tony Collette for it. And I literally had to have my platonic guy friend sleep in my bed with me with the lights on. With the lights on. That's how fucking horrifying this movie was, okay? Do you know what they sent us? Do you know? Not a therapy session. Not essential oils. Literally, a decapitated face in the movie the little possessed girl makes these like creepy little like contraption dolls that's what they these people had the audacity to send us thanks because I already was sleeping with the lights on for seven weeks guys this is like how obscure they'll get to like make sure you really they stick out in your memory you know a literal voodoo doll we give away so much shit because we get all this crap and I'm not gonna lie before coronavirus I had a whole fucking CVS pharmacy worth of shit how dumb is this you guys I was like trying to sell a little on eBay here and there and it was like getting Stop really worried. Dude, like a you know, a bitch is trying to make a buck. I hear you. And that hustle even got so hard. I was like, I'm exhausted. It's not worth it to send it to Sally in Michigan for six dollars. Fuck, I'd rather just give it away. Gave boatloads of shit away right before coronavirus now when i had nothing to do could have been on ebay all day
0: long like what the fuck if you think we're getting like purple alligator skin or maze bags and the newest collection of kylie cosmetics you've got another thing coming but the shit we get is the most random things <laughs> yes. that you literally might pull out on a rainy day and think is super cool if nowhere is open and you are on day 84 of quarantine okay. otherwise what the fuck are you gonna do with like a paper clip from dry bar Em, um,
1: do you ever want to give a gift that you got an event away as a gift and then you think to yourself like, oh, fuck, was this
0: person with me at yes! the event? Always. Always. And it's happened before and they're like, oh my God, I think I have this too. It's like, really? You have this Polaroid camera sponsored by FabFitFun oh. Snowball Fest from 2016? Oh my God, the coincidence. Do you ever notice
1: how people in Hollywood at after parties, like I said, kind of painting the picture of the the claws, Jesus, I almost called it Jaws, Freudian slip sponsored by Spielberg.
0: No, so Jaws has the best <laughs> nails. Have you seen like <laughs> have you seen his new French manicure? I mean, yes. where is he going? No, is Ariel gorgeous. from The Little Mermaid, like showing him no. something, like some the best place in the water to like go for a little massage. I think Ursula did it for him. No, it's so
1: gorgeous. Do you ever notice? Because like I was saying at the Claws premiere, there was this like rockin' Saturday night fever lit up dance floor overlooking the hollywood hills ask me how many people were on it dancing ask me like a cricket and a piece of dust aren't Here. those the names of busy phillips kids no piece of dust is cricket's middle name got it cool the liquor the bubbly it's flowing like why don't these people dance do you notice how that how tight they are at every after party
0: i do notice that i do why? notice that. Why? and then you're the obvious odd man out when you and the abercrombie model are trying to get your groove on <laughs>
1: i agree so what's the t- what's the deal like why are people so I think it's because people here are so like obsessed with their image and how they look and they don't want to god forbid look like goofy or fun like people are so like obsessed with their
0: whole image you know no it's true I grew up here like and I can tell you that for a fact people out here are fucking weird like I still even (laughs) no guys like this is actually really bad but like I still even feel awkward when I'm like eating in front of a guy like is that weird
1: I'm sorry, can you, this doesn't have to do with parties, but it's too good to not bring up in this juncture in time, please. Can you please talk about the man in the kale salad? It's real life. This paints the picture of the type of people at Hollywood parties and outside the parties that we're fucking dealing with. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I know for a fact, the shit isn't going down in Texas. I know for a fact, the shit isn't going down in Idaho. Emily.
0: Okay. Okay, Here we go. So I have a friend who is an aspiring actor. And we were hanging out the other day and like we're all just like ordering food from like this burger joint. And he is sitting there chewing on a kale salad. While everybody else is, you know, eating cheeseburgers. And this man is just chomping on kale. And it just really goes to show if you go to Texas and you're sitting there with a dude who's eating a kale salad, there are many other thoughts running through your brain. But people in California, if you are not getting a pressed juice cleanse every other week, if the guys here act more girly than most girls do, Taylor. Men
1: in L.A., out of L.A., in the stratosphere. Wherever you are on the sun, you do not have permission to order a kale fucking salad.
0: Nevertheless, at a burger place, cut it out. Knock it off. No. No, No. but it's like, what is the tea? But do you ever get that way at parties? I I mean, you're probably, you're like way cooler than me, but like, I literally like don't like eating in front of guys sometimes. I think LA has made me so fucking weird growing up. Here I literally get like embarrassed sometimes if I'm like chewing on something too loud or if I'm like eating something that like I shouldn't be eating. It's like LA makes you feel like you need to act a certain way a lot of the time. And it's yeah. something I'm actually self-conscious about. Like you know me, I'll literally like chomp on anything if I'm like on my own. Hello. But it's like you are so aware of everybody staring at you. My friend um who lives in San Francisco came down here to a party and she's like Everybody stares at you here. Oh Everybody makes eye contact. They don't do that in places. People will literally mm. stare at you. It's
1: so fucking true. I will never forget when I walked into the Vanity Fair Oscar party this year. And I'm not trying to be like, oh my God. Like, I literally am Sophie Turner's twin. Like no, but no. you are. People. And you're literally like, what's in my teeth? Like, I got uh-huh. rid of my braces eight years ago. Like, I don't understand why you're fucking staring at me. Eye
0: contact.
1: Do you know what? I, I figured out what I think it is. Tell me. I think that people look at you because they're trying to figure out if you're famous or not.
0: Oh. They look
1: at you here. And what like, do I remember do I, you? Exactly. From. It's you guys. It's, it's a pandemic. OK, you know, when you're in school and you get up and you give a class presentation and you're like, fuck, everyone's staring at me. I'd mm-hmm. rather be dead. That's what it is. Just merely going in a party. It's fucking awkward. We have to cover these parties for work. So we don't really unless there are other reporters there, we can hang out with a lot of the times like we don't know anyone. Emily, tell everybody how awkward it is when you are like hobnobbing in this sea of weird ass people alone it's awkward as a fuck that's why we're best friends with the abercrombie wannabe waiter you're like standing there alone meanwhile nicey nash is having a whole party with her entourage and vip over there
0: nicey and it's like it's really awkward you are hoping that one publicist you met one time 37 years ago will come and say hi to you so you don't feel like caddy heron And it's honestly fucking scary. And I think you're right about the eye contact thing because I, growing up here, never noticed it until, you know, my friend pointed it out to me. She's like, what the fuck is up with people here? I'm like, oh, oh, it's true. How about when you're
1: having when you are, though, having a conversation with someone and you try to do the slow fade? And you're like, I don't feel like talk- making nice with this publicist anymore. Or like when you're talking to someone and the f- food tray passes and the person you're talking to is like, no, I'm good, but you want one. And you have to be like the worst. Oh my God. It's so awkward. But I just am so shameless. and I'll, I'll literally be like, sir, excuse me. Sorry. I will chase after them. No. And i be like, could I get that last taco thing? No,
0: same. That's like, wait, so my, that's like the equivalent of you in that last taco is me and the valet. When I know an event is coming to a close, I am on my feet. I am running. Like I am running to that cornucopias thing in the hunger games. Like I'm grabbing my knife and I'm hitting the road. Move the fuck over Katniss and PETA. Mm-hmm. I am running to that valet stand. Like it is my job because listen, it'll get crowded. And if yeah. you look like you are not wearing an Oscar de la Renta dress, you are at the back of the bus. Like you better get to that valet stand. You better give them your ticket. You better ask them every other second. Where's my beaten white Ford Honda fusion, whatever the fuck you have because otherwise you are going to be there until six in the morning you may as well camp out and move in six in the morning honey you'll be there until dinosaurs are roaming the earth again Uh uh-huh have you
1: guys heard of chateau marmont oh there's a reason i bring this up oh because it's a very very famous chic tucked in on Sunset Boulevard Hotel they have events there it's very cool looking it's kind of like um medieval
0: times I feel like we're playing Pictionary like you're trying to like feed into my soul and I'm (laughs) trying to answer you like one word three (laughs) letters it's a movie a ventriloquist no I love this story I was picking Emily up
1: you know in my Honda just getting her as a friend does scooping her up from the party at Chateau Marmont what did the valet man say to me Uber, yeah, you gotta go um other lane over there. He thought I was her Uber driver. He
0: opens the okay. back door <laughs> for Emily again. You it. better believe I got the fuck in,
1: and she did. And what happened? I was her chauffeur. I was the peasant. I was the Uber Lyft, You name it, person that evening. The amount
0: of times we get mistaken for the help is just surreal. But there are moments, Taylor, which I brought up a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. where we don't get mistaken for the help. We are in the know. We are on the scene. And I want to bring up a story. Please do. We have so many of these. We have these for days. We have these for years. We have these for centuries. But there is a time. Where I accidentally became part of G and Halsey's entourage. Cross my heart, hope to die. So were you there, big black
1: bodyguard with a
0: headset
1: and muscles and tattoos? I'm like no, right ready. now I'm wearing a
0: skin suit of like <laughs> a blonde
1: person. <laughs> like ready to stiff arm anyone mm-hmm. who comes their way. Mm-hmm. So you were not a peasant this evening. You were in the no, entourage. You no. were in the band. You were the producer.
0: Tell us what happened. I'm going into this party. I'm standing there. It's a few days before Coachella. And we'll save that for another episode because Coachella parties, guys, if you think GA is fun, you better believe VIP is where it's popping. Emily's the expert. It's going down, Against my will. Anyway, I'm standing there. I'm talking to some editors. I'm making small talk with people who all think they're so important. Lucky to be there. Blessed to be at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. It's right across from like... I also always call this theater wrong. I always call it, like, the TLC, TCL. TCL, Chinese Theater. TCL. I -hmm. always think of, like, P.F. Chang's when I talk about it. And I know that probably sounds horrible, but, like, it's the Chinese theater. And I love Chinese food. P.F. Chang's. Shout out.
1: Cognitive dissonance. I love how it's the most famous theater in all of the universe. And we're like, the name, the name. The What is
0: it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh Like, we live there, basically. Sleep out, camp out for work. Yep. Okay. So... Stars, Walk of Fame all around. I'm standing there at the Roosevelt Hotel. Objective of the night is to see G-Eazy and Halsey maybe hopefully making out, maybe hopefully doing something so interesting that it's worthy of a headline. So I'm standing there talking to people, making small talk with people who are also just the randoms that were invited. Francois Capistrano was there. You better believe it. Carucci was also there. She was getting her nails done, like, on top of the bar. <laughs> and I'm just looking around, and all of a sudden, I see G-Eazy. And he is sitting at a table. And Taylor, what do you think he was doing?
1: Writing you a love letter to win over your love and affection. He's hot in person. Okay,
0: G.E.C. He's sexy as fuck. No,
1: he's tall and, like, he's super fucking hot. He is
0: hot. I thought I was, like, the only one who thought that. No, no. Like, You're like, no, honey.
1: No. I'm sending him letters from prison.
0: Like, letters to Juliet. Letters to G. <laughs> it's the sequel, the, yeah. It's the sequel. No, like
1: Rapunzel. <laughs> what was he doing? Skiing skiing down he the was Appalachian skiing on the trail. slopes.
0: he was making snowflakes building a snowman Olaf, Olaf. do you want to build a snowman shout out are yes. you allowed to say this I don't know that's why I'm kind of like insinuating dancing around the cupcake the frosting <laughs> okay. so I'm staring at him of course he had 4,000 bodyguards all around him I'm like oh my god he's so hot like keep it cool And then I was just standing uncomfortably close to him because, you know, Taylor, like our editors expect us to be lip readers. We are body language experts. We are looking at these people trying to decipher exactly what they said. It is the imitation game. We are right there trying to decipher all of these codes to stop a nuclear war. Am I wrong? Da Vinci code part three. No, like you are Tom Hanks. It's just the way of the world. He is the hieroglyphics Mm -hmm. pyramid. Essentially. Essentially. The Lou. Essentially. Okay. So I'm standing there trying to figure out what he's saying. Figure out what's going on. All of a sudden, a little gal with a pixie cut walks in. and It is Halsey, his ex-girlfriend, the one, the only, before the days of Ashley Benson. Because I think that's his current new hookup. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I thought she was lesbianist. Yeah. I guess Kara and Ash at the road, Jack. (laughs) So yeah. You know. Halsey is there. G is there. They do a little kiss, say a little prayer. And then all of a sudden people are starting to stand up and, they're saying you know go out you guys all need to go out into the audience like the show's gonna start soon I'm like oh I didn't even realize there was like a show happening that's cool so anyway people are like flooding out of this little bar scene Carucci is taking her nail polish out all Francois Capistrano already booked <laughs> his plane ticket out of that event like and I am standing there on top of g bodyguards head uh-huh. next to this table squished at the corner and then all of a sudden these people who you didn't even know at the party who are called the entourage who are no longer gonna be allowed at events because of spatial awareness social distancing come out of the woodwork there are literally rappers there are singers there are people curling halsey's hair coming out of the floor coming out of the ceiling coming out of windows surrounding them and it is me and 20 members of this entourage okay taylor have you been there are you with me i'm there i'm in it i'm in the bodyguard's armpit the edm music
1: is like blaring in my eardrums Uh i'm totally like immersed in this VR
0: experience thank you thank you and so what happens next it is like a mosh pit begins okay okay? people are swaying people are poking each other people are getting hyped up G-Eazy is like saying a little blessing to everybody okay and then we start walking through this hall and I'm like oh my god All of the other attendees are gone, and it's just me, Halsey, her hairstylist, the bodyguards, and I am just wearing all black so I probably look like a publicist or someone who needs to be there. I'm not talking to anybody. I could be the event manager for all anybody knows because the important people, Taylor, what color do they wear? Black. Black. Head to toe, bitch. Head to toe. Take a note. Camouflage. So... We're walking and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm going backstage with them. This is interesting. We are behind a stage. It is me and like Halsey, G-Eazy, and 15 of their closest friends and bodyguards hanging out at that stage. And all of a sudden, like G-Eazy goes onto this stage. People are hyping him up. He's performing. Halsey is standing there. She is filming him. She is singing him. She looks at me. She smiles. She pulls a Kathy Hilton. I am on her cell phone. She is filming me singing to G-Eazy. She probably was in outer space. Her head was like... Flowing with the champs, she thought she was my best friend. We are singing to G-Eazy's song. Me and Halsey side of the stage, and then she gets pulled up on stage. And G-Eazy is literally singing to me, fifteen people, and his bodyguard. Like I literally was a part of their squad by accident. While <laughs> Francois is fifty feet into the audience next to a bunch of screaming sixteen-year-olds who want a concert on iHeartRadio. Like, how does this shit happen? Because Taylor, this has happened to you too, where you accidentally become part of the squad. But
1: you're in Halsey's fanny pack. Uh Uh-huh. At which point are you thinking, they're going to call me out? I'm a fraud. They're going to catch me. The FBI is coming. Or
0: are you just swaying and bopping like it's 1999? Well, I think the moment it hit me was, like, there are a bunch of, like, little cabanas VIP tables around there. Like, you know, there are the 13 Reasons Why cast is at one table. Like, there are some producers at another table. And they're all staring at you, like... They're doing the stare. They're doing the do I know you stare. They're doing the who do you know here stare. And you are staring back like, ah! They're going to see right through my thick skull. So you try to avoid eye contact, but it is so obvious to most people that you are just living in the moment. You got lost in Japan and you are there. You are thriving in the moment. And, but it's fucking scary because you're like, Oh my God, like me and Halsey, I'm going to wake up from this dream and I am no longer going to be best friends with this bisexual goddess. Tell the people what happens.
1: You know, it's great being in the moment. You're bopping, you're dancing. You are the, Object of G-Eazy's affection in that moment. I fucking wish, though. With his bodyguard. But what happens when the moment ends and you have to, like, disperse and go into the crowd and leave? What happens then? Are you like, my rising, shining moment is over and now I have to go back to being an Uber driver? What happens?
0: I would compare it to Cinderella, but I think the better comparison is... You are no longer Kylie Jenner in her Encino mansion with her lip fillers and her wigs. You are Kylie Jenner circa 2015 with stringy blue hair, denying that you have lip injections. Mm. The least important member of the family. You are literally, you went from thriving to I trash. See. The carriage turns into a pumpkin.
1: Mm-hmm. You turn into the actual wig on her floor. No, oh, I was the mouse. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: The wig was like the fanny pack. The fanny pack that Halsey was wearing was more important than I was. So it's like the fantasy is over. The fantasy is over. The night ends. You write about it in your diary. You send it to your editor. They never publish it anyway because they're not going to piss off Halsey and G-Eazy's people. And then it becomes a memory for you and your pillow. I really miss those days.
1: Mm -hmm. I really have to say being in the depths of hell... And looking back to when we would do those things and it was just another day, another dollar. And now that I am home and I've been home and I am my home and I am a house what I, I really, really miss those days. I have to tell you guys when I got to the Golden Globes through the kitchen. I'll tell you that another time. But oh like, yeah,
0: or when you ended up like holding Henry Winkle, Henry Winkle, <laughs> Henry Winkler's Emmys for him while he like made out with your face, Chom Girardi style. Or when you
1: were taking shots with Daniel Craig and he was shitting on Amelia Clark, doing
0: chicken fights with Samantha Weil chasing Rose McGowan's Uber. We're
1: gonna get into all these over the course mm-hmm. of time, so buckle in. But it's kind of fun because we are immersed in part of the world. But like you said, we all. Also are kind of like the awkward outsiders looking totally. from the outside in. You guys, you got the born and bred L.A. gal and Emily. You got the New Englander and me who's like, what is with this kale world domination? And you're going to get it from all sides, honey. All sides. S- so stop and stare. Stop, drop and roll into the next party that's going to happen in 2065. Until then, pull up the shuttle. Don't ask questions. Make a quarantini. You've been warned.